When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hello, everyone. This is your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, and you are listening to The Broadway Cast. The Broadway Cast is the weekly theater talk show that brings your favorite Broadway personalities together for hysterical, informative, and inspiring roundtable conversations. The Broadway Cast also gives a voice to theater fans like they've never had before. Fans get to share their own stories and dialogue directly with their Broadway idols. In this 2022 Tony Awards special, we welcome Tony nominees LaShawns, Rob McClure, and Shoshana Bean. Now, let's go on with the show. Holy moly, I am so excited. Hi, everybody. It's me, your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, and you are listening to The Broadway Cast here on iHeartRadio Broadway. Well, guess what? Smell that in the air. That's the sweet, wafting aroma of the Tony Awards that are coming up here very, very soon. And it's gay Christmas. We have to celebrate. We're all buzzing about it. Uh, I couldn't be more excited if I tried. So what we've done today is we have gathered together Three current 2022 Tony Award nominees, unheard of, legends all, and I can't wait to introduce you to them. But before we get to that, if you're new to the Broadway cast, make sure that you subscribe. Go ahead and rate and review us. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at the Broadway cast. We made it real easy for you. And if you want to get exclusive backstage access to all things the Broadway cast, you can join us on Patreon for exclusive content no one else is getting, just you, our Broadway cast family. Now, speaking of Broadway cast family, let's rally this troupe. First of all, we have Tony Award winner, icon legend, Miss LaShawns is here. Hi, LaShawns. Hi, Ben. How are you? I am so good. I'm so honored that you're talking to us. I know that you are talking to a million people right now, so that you took time for this makes me feel awfully good. Happy to be here. I appreciate it. We also have the incredible Mr. Rob McClure is here. Hi, friends. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I just saw the show very recently. 
uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, and I'll gush about you a little bit later on. But you're very sweet. Kudos! What a sensational powerhouse performance! I am in awe. Thank you, my friend. You're very welcome. Thank you for giving all that you do on stage. It's wild. And uh, Miss Shoshana Bean is here, nominated for Mr. Saturday Night. Hi, Shoshana Bean. Uh, hi, friend. It's nice to see you, even if it is in a Zoom window thingy that we're doing here. We want to make sure that we're getting everybody on the same page here. So I thought I would help you all out and give you a six degrees of separation of how you all intersect within the Broadway community. But then I realized that you're all so accomplished that it's just it's not that fun. I can do it in two steps. It's like Jen Colella, Adina Menzel done. It's 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 too easy. <laughs> You know, so I, I'm going to ask you guys here, how do you all know each other? What, how are the ways in which you have intersected, be it in, in maybe, I don't know, in workshops or events or concerts that people wouldn't necessarily know? People will not know this. And I had to corner LaShawn's at the Tony Luncheon to tell her this. But I, from like 2000 to 2004, I worked in the Paper Mill Playhouse box office. And, and LaShawn's was doing Baby with Norm Lewis, this extraordinary cast, Carolee Carmelo, Michael Rupert, just a legendary performance. And I knew what time all of LaShanza's songs were. And I would, in quotes, go to the bathroom at the same time every night so I could stand in the back of the house and watch LaShanza and Baby at Paper Mill. So that's how I know LaShanza. Oh my God. I was so touched when you told me that, Rob. I was like, oh my, you must have been a fetus. Because I was, what, 2004? <laughs> you were a fetus. I was madly in love. And I was just, you know, I was somebody who was trying to learn how to do this. I was just standing in the back going, that. I mean, oh, that's how you do this. Good grief. You. That was so much fun. I had to learn how to play the bat. I had to uh, dribble a ball and do tricks. I was the worst. If you ever know, paid, if you looked, if you watched closely, you'll see that I had one trick. And it was like <laughs> putting the ball through my legs. That was all yes. I had. That's all I had. I did it like 20 times. <laughs> you know what? Why? I'm just going to ask a question. I, I, why do they make us do the sports sometimes in the plays? The sport. I had to do, I was in the national tour of Footloose when I was a tiny baby. And there was a moment in the gym scene at the end of act one where they're throwing a basketball around and somebody was have, had to jump off a little trampoline, trampoline and shoot a basketball shot. And they made me do it. And <laughs> I never made it. So it was this whole buildup. And then the whole audience went, oh, <laughs> and then we had to go, heaven help. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I feel your pain, LaShawns. Um, I'm sure you were more successful than I was. Okay. Um, well, I, Shoshana, you were just having a, a beautiful moment here with LaShawns before we started. I mean, you guys just saw each other at, was this at the Drama League? Yeah. Um, I mean, what was cool about it was, you know, at, there's, I don't know how many people, is it like 25, 30 people? How many people get nominated for a distinguished performance performer award for the season. I don't know. It felt like 25, 30 people, I guess. About like 30. Yeah. About that 30 people. Um, 30 extraordinary performers. I mean, all ages uh, from plays and musicals off and on Broadway. It's a really cool group of people and everyone is uh, gets up and speaks for, you know, a second or two to say, you know, their thoughts about being nominated or express gratitude, whatever. And so many young people stood up and were like, you know, honoring LaShawn's and the role that she played and in, in inspiring them in, in um, you know, in their, in their coming up in theater. And 
um, it just was so cool to listen to because I, I, I also, I mean, our degree of connection, we've never worked together, but in college we did a very white production of Once on this Island. And I played Asaka, but we listened to, you know, the, the cast recording so many times that when you finally meet that person, which I did much later, um, you just already feel like you know them. It's a weird, weird uh, familiarity. And back then, of course, when I was in college, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have footage. We couldn't, we weren't flying to New York every weekend to get lottery tickets and see these people live and in person. So, you know, it's a really strange, intimate relationship that you have with a CD for so many years. And so we've never worked together, but I don't know. She feels like family to me. Again, these people always feel like family from afar. That was so cool. I felt like I won, honestly. (laughs) I was like, okay, I don't need to get this Distinguished Award. I just won. I just won because of all these beautiful people saying these amazing things. And I was so touched because you never know how you affect people. You just never know. And I'm always surprised when you you come, come out of the stage door back when we were stage dooring. And there are people crying, you know, and they want to hug you. I mean, that's just so special. But Shoshana, you need to know that you did a recording of Another Life by Jason Robert Brown. And it is the most beautiful recording of that song I've ever heard. I have added it to my show. (laughs) I do do all your riffs. I do. (laughs) Because of your version, it is so perfect. Oh, thank so you. perfect. You sing so effortlessly, so perfect. And I was like, man, how does she flip up into her head that quickly on that note? I mean, you have like this incredible instrument, girl. And yeah. so I just want you to know you're my girlfriend in my head. Ah, uh, yay. Maybe it's real life now. Now it's real life. <laughs> now it's real life. <laughs> you. Now your life can begin, as it were. Rob, I didn't meet, but saw in- um, Honeymoon in Vegas. And was like, who is that? Because I didn't see Chaplin. So you were like, came out of nowhere to me. I had already moved to LA. I was so disconnected from what was happening. So I was like, what is happening in front of me on stage? I don't understand it. And they're like, that's Rob McClure. And I'm like, I don't, how can I meet this person? How can I know this person? <laughs> so it's all a weird little JRB connection. Well, and Shoshana, for, for me, you are the person who, anytime I interact with you, whether I hear you or I see you in something, you are the person who continues to inspire me to keep going to a voice teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm- It's the person, and I know that for hundreds of thousands of aspiring performers, you are one of those people who they, you know, I I, I coach, I teach a lot. And there, I don't think there is a college kid studying musical theater in this country right now who is not going to their voice teacher and saying, how does she do that? How, (laughs) help me do that. Uh, So there is an entire generation of performer who is coming up attempting to be able to do what you do. And I, I, um, one of the wonderful and sad, but sad things about my show closing this weekend is that I will get to come see you. (laughs) I cannot wait. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Robbie. I I agree. I feel like any song that you do, Shoshana, that you record, you put such an indelible mark on it. I'm going to go back to the, I want to dance with somebody cover that is just so epic that I can't, I can't breathe. Uh, we think you're very, we think you're very good, Shoshana. Thank um, you. I love this. I feel like we're off to a really loving start. I feel like we should have a pillow fight. Um, so, 
here's what I would like to do. I, I want to get into kind of the skinny of what this all feels like for you, what this all means and how it plays out being a Tony nominee. I think we all from the outside look at the show and we look at who's sitting where next to who, what the reactions are, who wins. But there is so much going into this. And I know that your schedules are completely bonkers uh, during this time that I once again cannot say how grateful I am that you guys are here with us. But um, I... Uh, I want to start out by asking you, was this getting a Tony nomination? Was this ever as a kid, a goal? Was this something that you had in the back of your mind growing up or continuing forward into your careers? Um, you know, and I know it's all, it's all very fun to say, no, no, I just care about the work, but I wonder, is there that voice in the back of your head? Because I think every kid who loves theater thinks, I want to win a Tony someday. What do you think? I grew up in a, in a little small town in St. Augustine, Florida, and a little town, and there wasn't much theater down there, right? So my parents moved, my dad was military, up, so we lived up and down the West Coast. And then when my parents separated, my mother moved me and my siblings to Connecticut to live with my uncle for a while. And it was the first time that I saw Broadway commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have Broadway commercials down in Florida. So... I started getting into it. I didn't, I wasn't as well versed in the theater as so many people are. So I knew of the Tonys, but I didn't think that there was ever a possibility. I didn't even allow myself to dream. But then when I booked Once on this Island and got the Tony nomination, then I was fiending for it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I am going to make this. I was like, how can I make this work? Of course, I did not win it, but you know, that's okay. It's all right. I'm a nominee. Yay, yay. So, um, you know, but I was, I didn't know about it until I got here. So that's my story. How about you, Shoshana? I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I grew up watching the Tony. I mean, I grew up, the soundtracks were always playing in my house. I was obsessed with cats. I'm ashamed to admit, obsessed. And then, feel no shame. Skimble Shanks is a hell of a song. Okay. Let's be honest. We made our first trip to New York when I was like, uh, to see his shows anyway, when I was like eight or nine. And I just think it's always just been um, a love. And I guess once, you know, I was old enough to understand and watch, I really remember high school. Like once I was like really in musical theater, like the, the high school productions and stuff of course you get into that sort of zeitgeist and you're like which soundtrack did you check out from the library and like oh my god did you see what you know like whatever information we could get again you had to go to the to the music store and buy the selection the the vocal selections you had to go to tower records or the library and rent or buy the cd you couldn't just go on youtube and experience all this stuff so it was such a foreign faraway land and whatever like nuggets we could get we were just like insatiable and so absolutely, I think at some point, but I'm a, a weird person who has like massive goals, but never really believes that I'm going to achieve them. Like, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I'd want that, but no, I don't ever win any, like no one's ever chooses me. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have these weird narratives, but at the same time, you're still going for these things that you want. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I yes, I'm sure it was, it was absolutely a dream at some point that I probably, you know, life happens and all these paper cuts and then all of a sudden, like, sometimes you lose the fire you came in with. Um, Mm. And I think that happened to me certainly at some point, but this, and I'm glad that it did because I, and LaShawn's, I wonder how you feel because you said like you wanted it so badly when it first happened. 
Um, I'm just glad it didn't, this moment did not happen to me any moment sooner because I think who the person I am now and the things I know, the way I can experience this, like in a holistic way, I never, I don't think that I would have ever been able to prior to now, you know? I love that. And Rob, you pretty young when you got your nomination for, for Chaplin. For Chaplin. Yeah. You know, it was so funny. I feel like, like getting a Tony nomination was like on a, on my bucket list, but with like going to Fiji, like it just felt like something that would hypothetically be fun, but not particularly anything that was realistic. And then I feel like it snuck up on me because Chaplin was so all consuming. I had never worked that hard in my life. And then all of a sudden I remembered someone saying like, Tony rulings on eligibility says that Rob is eligible to be nominated for best actor in a musical. And I just remember going like, right, that I like, I had been working so hard that I had completely forgotten that I was in the place where that's possible. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, you're reading it. And then my show closed a good eight months prior to nominations. And I went, they, they forgot. That's okay. They forgot. Um, surely they will have forgotten. And they said my name. And I will never forget as long as I live. And you may have to beep it as if you need to beep it. But I was home. They said my name. I said, holy <laughs> And my phone went ting. And it was a text from my mother that said, holy <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah, it was. That was in uh, 2013. Something about apples and trees in that story not falling far yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, I mean, this this one is just a. This is, um, and I think we would all agree on this that this one feels more about a celebrate a celebration of the return of theater worldwide as an art form than it does about any particular performance or any particular show. It feels like a celebration that any of us are getting to do this again. I mean, it feels so much larger than our shows. That vibe also brings with it just this, like, I feel like every time we're together, we're just so, it's just the community. It really doesn't feel like a, I, I don't know what I thought it would feel like. I've never been in this position before, but like, I didn't know if it would feel competitive or like a race or like, you know, it just feels like a bunch of friends having a reunion. This the community feels it's like it's celebratory, just like you said. It's it's really blowing my mind. It's like at the Tony luncheon. I wanted them to stop talking so I could go talk to my friends. Same. <laughs> I was like, why are you interrupting the fact that Rob McClure and I are finally having a conversation? <laughs> guys, to go and like just just email us. We want to connect with our friends in this room. We are not trying to hear you. It was wonderful, but I really didn't make it half the, across the room. Didn't you see so many people you wanted to connect with? And we, there was just no time. But it was, like you say, Shoshana, it was really a, it was like a love fest. We are so happy to be together. We're so happy to look at each other. You know, I saw you on stage, but I haven't ever had a chance to like hug you, you know, and just tell you how much I love you. And it was just, it was, I, I mean, it really does feel like a, like a family, like a, a community of people that are really close. And we say that all the time about community. And I think that it, it is amplified after the last two and a half years of how we've all been put down to our own 
start over point and having to build back up to this and then to receive this wonderful gift is, is really cool. I'm going to kind of jump ahead because I feel like we're, we're there in the conversation. I think a lot of people don't know what all is involved from the moment you get the nomination till this award shore, as far as schedule goes. So not only, well, what is it? What, what, what are all the events that you must attend? I know there's a press junket, there, oh, there we go. We've got a visual. There it learn. is. There's the folder. LaShawns has the folder. <laughs> There's a folder. I have my Tony folder. And what does and your Tony folder tell us? Tony folder has all the directions about what's happening this season, like what you have to do, what you have to attend. And there are one, two, three, four, five events that are connected to being nominated for a Tony. And those are just the official ones that the Tony Awards wants you to go to. Those right. aren't the the uh, things like the drama league or things like the new dramatist luncheon or things like the, uh, those season galas that also happen to be happening now that get tagged on yes. and people like to have the current Tony nominees at those events. So those invites start coming as well. In addition to the mandatory ones that come with the nomination. That's so it's nonstop, not to mention all the press and doing it, doing things like this and talking about, about what you're up to. How do you how do you maintain your stamina through all of that? Because we're also talking about going in and doing shows at night during all of this. How do you how do you just gear yourself up and say, here's what I have to accept. The next month is going to be the most wonderful hell on earth and I got to do it. Or do you live moment to moment and just cross your fingers and hope it all comes out? I mean, this one has a weird additional component, which is weird because you're tired and you're trying to maintain your show at night. But then I know this is a weird, you know, we don't want to go down this wormhole, but not testing positive has become this like emergency thing where you look at the schedule and you go, okay, that one I can go to, that one's a lunch, there's food. Can I take off my mask? How close will I be to people? How will I, because none of us want to miss 10 days of shows. So. There's that is this added component where you're having to constantly be thinking about your health, you know, in addition to just stamina and getting through your shows at night, there's this weird extra component. Yeah, I hadn't even really thought about that. And that's mentally taxing for the world for the last right. two years to think about that, to just wake up and go, OK, well, how am I going to dodge the bullet today? <laughs> and right. With that added pressure. Um, well, you're all doing a, a hell of a job keeping up with all of it. I want to go back to talking about what kind of makes a Tony nominated performance. And in my mind, when we think about these roles, I, it seems to me that it's a marriage of actor to role um, that creates a magic moment. And I want to ask you each, what is it about, what is it about Susan Young, Shoshana, that, that you as Susan Young makes it such an impactful performance that it needs to be recognized in this way? Well, I don't know about needs to be recognized in this way. Well, it is whether it needs to be, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the interesting thing about Susan and what made her so challenging and continues to make her challenging for me is it's really, it's really not a challenging role and it's, I don't have a lot of time on stage, but I think what's been the hardest for me and was the reason I first read the script and said, oh yeah, I get it. This is a no brainer for me because it's me. Like there really isn't a ton of separation. When I think about other characters I played, there was always some distance between the two of us where I had to sort of find where we meet. 
there was always something to hide behind, whether it was some kind of costume or makeup or song. There was something that very clearly was like, this is not the person that you are going to like with Susan. There's just none of that. There's no huge singing. There's no huge nothing. It's just a girl in regular girl clothes, like struggling to be seen and struggling with her very Jewish family dynamic, um, struggling with, you know, not being seen by her own parents. I mean, and struggling with addiction and struggling to get another shot and be seen differently, be allowed to, to transform herself and be seen anew. Um, I can relate to every single bit of it. And I think that for the most part, that feels comfortable because it's like, oh, I know how to tell this story completely, honestly. But then you get out there and you're like, oh, I find myself like hiding sometimes, you know, and I can feel it immediately. Why are you being a weirdo right now? Like, you know, this is, there's, there's no reason. Like you, you can tell this more honestly than any story you've ever told. Like, you know, so I, I think it's probably just the rare gift that you get as a performer when you're just given, you get to be yourself, I guess, is, is probably what it is. So it's probably the most authentic I've ever been allowed to be or given myself permission to be, um, which makes it wildly uncomfortable. So. That's the vulnerability that I, that I think is crossing over the, the orchestra pit there. Um, how about you, LaShawns? I do. I agree. With, with, with Willetta. With, well, I definitely felt a marriage between myself and Willetta, for sure. I mean... I'm a woman in my midlife and I was playing a woman. I'm a musical theater performer wanting to be more recognized for my work as a dramatic actress in my midlife. Willetta was a musical theater performer wanting to, in her midlife wanting to be more recognized as a dramatic actress. And the same types of issues that uh, Alice Childress so brilliantly pointed out in 1955, I, speaking these words in 2021, 22, it was, it, it just resonated everything. The fact that I had to convince in the play, my director who was brilliantly played brilliantly by Michael Zegan, and he was fantastic and, and so good that our, our scenes together, they felt so authentic. And it was because he was, a, he, he really played that director telling me, come on, babe, you can do it. You know, you know, I know you got it in there. And me trying to convince him that this is not something that a black woman would ever say or do. And I've had that in my life. Mm -hmm. I've had those experiences in my career where I was up against, I mean, we all have, where we're playing these parts and a director's telling us, well, this is how you would do it. And you're actually living the part. And you're like, wait, nope, 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 nope. Wouldn't do it like that. But, you know, so yes, there is a marriage. And I think that um, when you when you see a performance and you're just so taken by it, and you don't even know why you, you it's like you've left your own reality and have merged into this reality with this person on stage. That to me is a Tony worthy performance. And I've seen so many through the years that didn't get nominations. And I was like, they should have got a nomination or she or he should have got a nomination or this show is fantastic. And it's like, what happened? You know, so it's tricky, but I think it is a good, I think it's the marriage of the character and the actor. I love that. And Rob, we're talking about for you, this is a titular character, um, which yeah. probably comes with an awful lot of pressure. I'm so happy I got to say titular today. Um, that comes with yes. a lot of pressure <laughs> on it to to deliver something spectacular. Um, just, you know. And also and also in Robin Williams' glorious shadow, you know what I mean? Uh, that is a, 
I you will not find a bigger Robin Williams fan than I. And I and I know that people have a warm and fuzzy compartment of their heart that they dedicate not only to him, but to Mrs. Doubtfire. And I had no interest in breaking it. But what I did need to do was convince them early in the show that they can trust me with the thing they love. And I love it as much as they do. And if you sign the permission slip for me to play that character for two and a half hours, we can bring you somewhere new. But you have to sign it. And there is this weird moment where you feel the audience sign it. And it's not when the curtain goes up. It's not. It's It takes a second for them to go, okay, I recognize, I recognize your respect for the thing. Not that you're imitating the thing, but you're somehow making me feel the way the other thing made me feel. Okay, let's sign the permission slip. Here we go. And it's an amazing feeling. It's a gift. And it and it's a recognizable one because Chaplin was similar. And I think, you know, talking about like the amazing convergence of your life and the right role at the right moment and what culminates in award worthy, whatever that means. I feel like Chaplin and Daniel Hillard have one like very amazing thing in common and that it's they're clowns out of a desperate need. Um, they they are uh, they are both fighting for something really hard. You know, the, the little tramp character that Chaplin made famous was a homeless nobody whose silliness is born out of trying to get people to take him seriously when he's got very little to offer the world. And Daniel Hillard will do anything to see his kids. And when comedy is born out of that desperate need, it comes from a deeper place for me. And as somebody who has a new three-year-old, I, I just felt like it was a moment in my life when I was newly understanding just how far I'd go. And uh, it's fun to bring that every night. Yeah. Um, I, I think in, in talking about that moment that the audience signs off, I remember watching you and the, what kept coming to my mind is I feel so safe as an audience member right now. I feel like mm -hmm. I, with this Herculean task that you are charged with, I feel like nothing is going, could possibly go wrong in this man's hands. And I think that's exactly what oh. it is, is that the audience goes, oh yes, he's taking care of us with, with his whole heart and soul oh. out there. And that's, that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. So it's really a sensational, <laughs> sensational performance. Um, so sweet of you to say, thank you. Well, it really echo those sensibles. Echo those sensibles. Thank you. Round of yeah. applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to do something just a little bit wacky right now because I have you um, three together, which will never happen again, um, except in what we're about to do, which is if we were to cast a show starring the three of you. Oh, God. I want to know. Let's dream past <laughs> this. How, because I'm, my head is spinning. What do I want this to be? You guys, I'm not that big of a nerd. I can't do things like, I can't. <laughs> hmm. Chicago? Chicago. Great, Rob will be a very, a great Ch Velma. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. I don't know where you were. Yeah, what, uh -huh. what were you guys thinking? I, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like it. We we can leave that there. Maybe maybe it hasn't been written yet. You didn't come up with safeties in case we were perplexed. Well, I think Chicago Chicago is a good one. Um, let's see what else do I want to see you in? Well, this is completely insane, but I want to see you and Lashawn's do sideshow. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Nothing uh, for me there, but I'd go see it. Or you, well, no, this is how it works, Rob. They, they do that, and then you play every other role. Okay, great. Don Doyle's directing that one. Abs- yeah, absolutely. You're also, <laughs> you're also the orchestra. Yep, yeah. I'll bring a tuba. Um, so uh, I want LaShawn. That was perfection, that show. They were perfect, in my opinion. Oh, my God. I, they, were like, they were like one body. Yeah. You know, they were so incredible in that show. I, you know, going back to the original production, I don't know if you'll recall this, but Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner, yeah, they got nominated jointly for the Tony. They nominated yeah. them for one award. And I just thought that yeah. was cuckoo. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm pro that or anti that, but I remember thinking that was very strange. Um, like, so I would like to do Into the Woods. <gasps> I would do The Baker's Wife with Rob and you be the witch. Oh, I want to be the witch. Yeah. I'm in. Oh. Yeah, I'm totally in. in. Yeah. I'm in. The the contract. I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. So, dear producers that are listening to this broadcast right yeah. now, jot that yeah, down. Do your, They're do available. Your, do your do your eight weeks and we'll come replace. Yeah, we'll come swoop in. Absolutely. <laughs> I knock them out. We got it, you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> this will be the cast that's rehearsing in a secret underground bunker, ready to go in at a moment's right. notice. Yes. Or we'll just do like a walkthrough immersive one at Brian Park or something. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Brian Park we'll is so under, wide open. Under Perfect. The, under the Christmas tree in Brian Park. There you go. Perfect. Oh my gosh. It will, it'll never be so crowded. On I, And it'll be on ice skates. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yes, that's totally. what's that's the real twist. That's um, it. So with with this moniker, and LaShawn, you know this, moving forward in your careers, you're always going to be Tony nominee, or in LaShawn's case, Tony Award winner, Shoshana Bean, Rob McClure, LaShawn. So you, you no longer have Mr. Miss anything in front of you. You are Tony Award nominee. Does that pressure follow you? When you go into an audition next, does it follow you onto the stage at night when you go, oh, now these people are showing up going, oh, this is the performance to watch this season. Are you able to put it away? Does it fuel I, you? You know, I, I I don't know how this is going to sound um, because I'm always so self-aware, but I really do not think about myself as this Tony winner. You know, I don't think of myself that way. It is fantastic. I am so grateful to you know, the universe and our theater community for giving me this incredible acknowledgement of my work. But I just don't think of myself as like, I'm a Tony winner. You know what I mean? I just, I, I am grateful for it because it has, like, you know, I was, I was doing an interview not too long ago and they said, what has changed in your life having won a Tony? And I said, well, I got moved from the top of the B list to the bottom of the A list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm starting all over again because I walk in the rooms now and there's, you know, Halle Berry or, you know, Viola Davis. Now I'm in these rooms with these women and I'm like, great. Now I'm back at the beginning all over. Oh, I love Dread, that. Totally. That's how it is for me. So I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong, but it, it did bump me up. But again, I'm now in these rooms with these women that, you know, they're not auditioning. They're just picking up the phone and there I am hoping that they see me, see me. Yeah. So. <laughs> what about for you, Rob and Shoshana? I mean, the only the 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 biggest difference that I felt when I was between like before it and after it 
is that uh, I feel like I was chasing this industry from afar for a long time. Like I'm on the railroad track and I see the freight train ahead and it's going faster than I will ever be able to run. And I'm trying to chase it and I'm trying to chase it. And then they nominate you. And all of a sudden there are other trains coming to you. There are trains going like, hey, we want you on our train. Mm. And you just feel like, oh, I don't always have to be the one sprinting after the thing trying to get away from me. There are people who are interested in putting my car on their train. You know, you like you just go like, oh, 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 that's that's the only difference I've ever felt is that I don't always have to be running so fast because there are there are trains interested in having me on them for the first time. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's the only difference I feel. There is pressure, but I feel like that's self-imposed. I don't know that that's a reality, you know. I love the way that you put that. that and what I, a great gift for an actor to have a moment to go, oh, maybe I don't have to dig this hard today, you know, as the hustlers that, that we all are. What about for you, Shoshana? Well, it's brand new. These right. other two have a lot of experience with this game. Um, for me, it's just a couple weeks old. So I think what's interesting about it, like I said, I just don't think it could have happened any moment prior um, because I think there were probably times in my career prior to now that I needed to know that somebody saw me and approved of me and it was acknowledging me. I needed it externally. And I think, again, maybe it's the beauty of this gift of this show and Billy and this incredible cast and maybe it's the role feeling so familiar and I, I mean and it may just be my age I, I think it's a combination of a lot of factors that that the nomination felt like really beautiful decoration or icing on like an already incredible cake and so to me the gift of what it has been for the past three weeks four weeks if it's been that long is love there's just been so much love like People I haven't heard from in years reaching out to just share the moment and their pride and their love. And I don't ever in my entire life ever remember feeling so much love. And I think it, I think I'm able to receive it because I know that it's not about an accomplishment. It's not about necessarily even this moment. It's just like, I don't know, there's something weird about the second you don't need someone else to give you permission to be here. You don't need someone else to give you the thumbs up to, to, so that you're like, oh, okay, I must be doing a good job. I think I've gotten to a place where I'm like, I just want to be happy and feel like I'm doing the very best I can do and always continuing to mine for more and, and look for more and love what I do and with whom I get to do it. And the rest is like, it's literally those little candy pearls and fondant on this ridiculous cake. It's just, it, it tastes delicious if you want it as part of the bite, but like the cake is bomb regardless. So it's really just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind anyway. of, well, it's the freedom of simplifying it too, to finding the joy in the doing rather than all the things that are surrounding the doing. And I think that's really tremendous. Well, if I can help you all three out with getting, with feeling validated and feeling seen, we have a segment uh, here on the Broadway cast that is called Ben's Geek Out. And this is where I put myself on a timer and I geek out about each of you respectively. Oh my God. Now, I, can't wait. I believe if we do this correctly, there will be a musical cue involved as I go through it. So let me, 
All right, I'll begin with Shoshana Bean. Shoshana Bean, I geek out over you over the fact that you went on for the last three and a half minutes of Wicked for your first time on ever to do just the ending of the show. I geek out on you uh, falling into the orchestra pit on your entrance on your first night. I'll never forget your face Of the Wicked show. There she goes. She's just in, thank God there was a net. There was a net over the orchestra pit. Um, and and up you got, little hand from Glinda, and off off you went. Um, but if you are listening to this and you can get yourself to New York City around Christmas time and go see Shoshana Bean at the Apollo Theater and see her uh, her holiday show, it is unbelievable beyond belief. I was so blessed to have been there this year, Shoshana. I don't know how you do it. You're a beast. You're a monster. Merry Christmas. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. Uh, Rob McClure. Um, my geek out with you starts, um, I've got a couple things, but it starts with this loop machine situation. I, in, the, uh. in Doubtfire, and I know that you've put this on TikTok, but I remember, oh, there it is. Look at that. It's there almost, it is. Um, I practice. <laughs> you, you practice. It is so unbelievable. It's got to be exhausting, but once again, your whole heart and soul is in this. There is nothing held back. Um, in this performance, but it's so challenging. It's Herculean. Um, the other thing is I remember talking to you at Broadway con a few years back and we were just sitting on stage having a chat and there, you told me some fantastic story that involved you Sweeney Todd um, and you being Sweeney Todd. Can you just give us a little bit of that for our, for our darling listeners? Yes, um, I was 15, and a friend. I had done my first play ever. It was Anything Goes at New Milford High School. I just loved the collaborative spirit of it. And someone said to me, hey, there's a little community theater called the Bergen County Players in Oradell, New Jersey, doing a play about a guy who kills people and puts them in meat pies. And my 14-year-old brain was like, I'm sorry, what? Um, and I went, and Sweeney Todd obviously has its glorious surprise ending. And I, it was every Friday, Saturday, Sunday for three months. It was $12 a ticket. I saw every single performance of Sweeney Todd at the Bergen County Players or Oradell, New Jersey. And I um, I have the playbill from the Bergen County Players production in my dressing room that once I became friendly with Sondheim, he signed. Oh. But that's from the Bergen County Players in Oradell, New Jersey. Oh. Uh, I'm obsessed. So yes, we had our conversation mm -hmm. about nerding out about Sweeney. Well, and that's and that's the, the, the power of the theater here. We You never know who's watching you. Bergen County players, you don't know that Rob McClure is there and you're starting the whole thing. Um, and I believe on stage you dared me to do uh, Pretty Women, but both parts. That sounds like something I would do. How, what would that yeah, sound like? And, I just, and we just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, it sounds like something you could do. Rob. Yeah. Exactly. I not only could, but should do quite as, as often as possible at office parties, at church, yeah. wherever you can. Uh, they and, love Sweetie at church. Lashans, Lashans, Lashans. I echo everyone when I say I've been reading some articles on some other people that we have been talking to, um, particularly within our Tony specials. Um, and your name does come up all the time in print, in their voices. Um, but I, it's right behind you. But you are one of the muses in Hercules, and it's oh! right there. And if that's not the best and greatest Disney song that was ever written and performed, I shall eat my hat. I'll go out and make a hat. I'll finish a hat and then I'll eat it because 
That is so exciting. And the other thing that I that I'm going to geek out on you, and I think I've gone over my time limit, is uh, I had the honor to host uh, the Rockers on Broadway event that was honoring your body of work um, down at La Poisson Rouge a little ways back, and it was just so moving and overwhelming to kind of encapsulate this career that you have created for yourself um, and the broad, broad range of things that you're doing. And that's why I'm so interested to hear you talk about wanting to do more dramatic roles um, because you have done so, so very much um, and you're just a goddess. So that's how Ben geeks out. Da, 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 da. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I'm exhausted. All right. So understanding my friends that it will look nothing like you think it will Tony Knight coming up um what what does the day look like to you leading up to it this is the culmination of these three four weeks is it even possible to remain present what what does the day look like for you in your mind in your you have to tell. i don't know well i you know i'm not in a show right now so <laughs> i feel like my show my play ended mm. it was you know, but when you were talking about the whole COVID thing and not wanting to get positive, Rob, it was it was terrifying. If yeah. I, my show was my play was right in the middle of Omicron. And yeah. we had like sold out houses that went down to 30 percent. Yeah. And it was devastating because we had this incredible piece of work and we couldn't do anything because of the Omicron. But anyway, so I saw that to say that now I'm not working on in a show in this moment. So I'm very relaxed and, you know, I have a stylist now and he's like dressing me and making me amazing and I'm living my best life, but I feel kind of guilty because I'm not on a show and I'll never forget. And I have to say this, I'll never, ever, ever forget one night we were at, um, trying to it was, it was the, the, the Tony season for 2018 and um we were all and i was right in the middle of doing summer and i was exhausted <laughs> and i could not believe that we had to go to all of these different events and i was like they've got to be kidding me how am i supposed to do my show if i have to go and sit and listen to this person and that person and i never forget someone got up on the stage to receive their award and they were winning and i don't want to say them because i don't want to call them out or anything but they said i'm exhausted they <laughs> <laughs> said how are you guys doing because I'm exhausted. You're either hopped up on steroids or steaming all day long. You're not sleeping. How are you guys doing it? And everybody who stood up in the audience, all the all the nominees were like, yes! <laughs> we were exhausted. It yeah. was so hard. But you want to, you don't want to miss anything. You want to be at every single thing so that you can remember. But it, yeah. it, it was it's pretty challenging to do a show. The audience doesn't know that. Eight shows a week is enough. You know, they need to take it down to six. I've been I've been trying to <laughs> I've been rooting for that. I've been really trying to petition that for years. But eight is a lot. And oh. then to have to take your one day off and do an a, a benefit or something. So anyway. <laughs> I will tell you, we have a seven show a week schedule because our obviously leading man is, you know, can basically mm-hmm. say whatever he wants yeah. it to be. Seven shows a week is lovely. It's so lovely. Even seven, even one less matinee is just, it just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but I will very quickly say, um, just to give like the listeners a sense. So Beetlejuice, the, the Beetlejuice year, uh, we get uh Sunday, Tony Sunday, right? We get, have to get to the theater at 5 a.m. 
we get into full costume. Right. You go, we walk from the Winter Garden to Radio City. We get to Radio City, we walk in full costume into Radio City at 5 a.m. to learn our section of the opening number that we will be participating in that night performing on national television. So we learn our part of the opening number. Then we rehearse our number on the Tonys, our Beetlejuice number. Then we rehearse it. Then we uh, leave Radio City. We go back to the theater to do our matinee Ugh. at 2 o'clock of Beetlejuice. Then we get out of our costume. We get into red carpet looks to go walk the red carpet, then go back to the Winter Garden to get into costume, to go back to Radio City, sit backstage, go do our perform, do the opening number, go backstage, change into our nominee looks to go back and sit in the audience for your category, and then go backstage, change again to do your show's performance, then go back to the theater, get out of costume, get into party look to go to your Tony party after the Tonys are over. So by the time you go to bed that Tony Sunday, you are, are, it is a crazy day. Why were you going back to the theater for costumes? Don't they get you ready at Radio City? Because there is not enough backstage room at Radio City for all of the nominated shows to yeah. have their wardrobe there at once. Oh, One year we did it on a bus. Yes, that's right. Some people have buses parked nearby, but the Winter Garden's proximity to Radio City so, was yeah, close yeah. enough that they just had us run back. Yeah, we I were changing on a bus. Yeah, no, that <laughs> sounds right. I feel like with Hairspray, the only reason I got to change in the theater was because my wig couldn't be transported. It had to be there. So there was right. like five of us who just had to get ready at Radio City. Ready at, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. wild. Yeah. That's, that's um, crazy, Rob. I mean, I, I thought, I can't say anything now. Another well, round of applause. no, 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 it's, it's, but but just to give just to give the the listeners yeah. like a, a a view into just how crazy that day is. Yeah, that's oh. the real stuff, and they're gonna watch it on TV, and they're and they're gonna see smiles, and they're gonna see gratitude, and they're gonna see performances, and not know that it's tough uphill climbing. Thank you guys for being here. Just one last thing, um, and then I'm gonna let you all run off and do your things and live your lives. Give us now in. The very shortest acceptance speech, just so you get it out there, regardless of what happens. Ah, ben. And okay, the clock I'll... starts now. LaShawn's go. That's so mean. Oh my God. Okay. Um, ooh. Uh, thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well done. I know. Thank you, Tony Nominating Committee. Uh, my producers. I'm all I'm all business minded. My producers, my director, the actors, my friends, and my children, and um, and mostly Charles Randolph Wright. No, number one, more importantly, Alice Childress. Yes, Rob McClure, go. Dressers, 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 dressers. I have 248 quick changes a week. Dressers, my wife, my wife, my wife, dressers, Jerry Zachs, and dressers. I love it. Oh, so, Bean. Greatest Tony speech of all time. All time. I mean, probably something effusive towards Billy, because really, without him giving me the opportunity and without having him as my single only scene partner in this show, it's, there's no there's no Susan. Like, it's just no reason to tell the story. So, for fathers and daughters, this is, this is a show for daughters. I mean, my role is for daughters and for second chances.
All right. This next segment is something very fun that we get to do where we get to bring the theater fan community together and put them in touch with the stars that they love so much, a.k.a. you guys. So we have just a couple questions that came in. This first one is from Holly Tootmacher on Instagram. Holly Tootmacher wants to know, what's the one risk you took that changed the tra trajectory of your career? That is a great question, Holly. Ooh. Oh, Pensive faces all around. Name. I dropped my last name. Mm, thank God you did. I don't know <laughs> what your last name is, but you're you're singular. You I have no problem saying it. My last name is Sap, and I was teased so much as a kid in high school. I said I will not go into the business where a reviewer can say Sap sucked. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. So I dropped it. <laughs> wow! Incredible. I uh, I. I went to an open call for Avenue Q in 2005, and I had my song ready. It was a purpose-ish, here-I-come-world pop song, but I had heard hundreds of guys out-sing me before I went in, and two people before I went in, Cindy Tolan opened the door and said, for the remainder of you, I don't know if you've seen Avenue Q, but it's a comedy, and everyone panicked. <laughs> And in the back of my book, I had De Lovely from Anything Goes, which I had done in high school, which is not particularly funny. But I thought in that moment, risk I took, uh, do it as a duet between Ernie and Cookie Monster. Oh. And I, on a whim, walked in the room and went, the night is young, the skies are clear, and if you want to go walking, dear, it's delightful, it's delicious. <laughs> and booked Avenue Q on Broadway. And uh, that was the moment I tell my students all the time where I stopped trying to be the next somebody else and figured out who the first me was. That's awesome. Huge, huge That's applause awesome. to that. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Show? Oh, man. I'm not a big risk taker. Um, I guess it was just continually taking risks on myself as opposed to waiting for the industry to show up for me. So it was always creating shows, writing new records, writing new music, reaching out to people to collaborate, making videos, just creating content because I don't sit still well. And I think if I had sat around and waited for some opportunity to come or the next role or the next audition, I just think I don't know where I'd be. So I think it's just continuing to take risks on myself, time-wise, financially, project-wise, all of it. I love it. Self-starter. Uh, and Eden Espinosaurus, that's the name of this person, Eden Espinosaurus, <laughs> just wants to know the favorite roles that you have played. Favorite roles of all time. The bubbly black girl sheds her chameleon skin. Mm. Vivica, Vivica. I think it's a tie, uh, a three-way tie between this, uh, Chaplin, and Leo Franken Parade. Oh, yeah. Life oh. That's 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 a great role for you. <laughs> yes, it is. I feel profound mm -hmm. getting to sing that score. Oof. Tell that story. That's a JRV. Yeah. Shoshana, favorite role? Oh, well, I blurted out Fanny Bryce, but I oh. would say probably if we get to do a, a toss-up, it's Fanny Bryce or, or Jenna. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And, and only you can do that. You can do all of those. 
Want to say thank you to our fans who send in some awesome questions. Thank you very much. Hey, do you want to submit a question to be asked here on the Broadway cast? Well, the best way to do that is to support our show on Patreon. You can go to our Patreon page and help support us, get access to exclusive content that no one else will see, and you can ask questions of your favorite Broadway stars. So go to the link in our bio, click on through, and support us on Patreon. All right, my beautiful friends, thank you so much. I wish you the very best on your continued journey on this Tony season. Thank you for the performances you're giving and for hanging out with us here on the Broadway cast. I'm obsessed with you. I'll be thinking about you all the time till I see you next. Have a great night, guys. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Love you all. Thanks for having us, Ben. Thanks for having us. Well, let's be honest. That was the most fun that any of us have ever had. We want to say a huge thank you to Shoshana Bean, LaShans, and Rob McClure. If you like what you're hearing, if you love what we're doing, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Get over on your social media. You're going to be there anyway. And follow us at The Broadway Cast. You can follow me directly at Ben Does Broadway. Thanks again. I'm your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron. We'll see you soon, and have a great show.